Welcome, everybody, to the Peach Bowl edition of the Penn Stated Football Podcast. This is your host, Donnie Collins, live from Atlanta, where it is a seasonably warm, like, 30 degrees here. It, it, it's it's unbelievable, Sam, the weather that we've we've had down here. I, I, I got a jacket for Christmas from the school my son goes to, so I kind of wore it to the to the airport on Tuesday, and... I needed it. I've, I've needed this jacket every day here in here in Atlanta. Sam Freeman from the Citizens Voice joining us as as usual, our, our co-host here. And Sam, it's a that's a bowl game. It's a New Year's Six game. It's the Peach Bowl. There's a lot of history with the Peach Bowl. A lot of uh, gravitas, I guess, is the word with New Year's Six bowls. And yet we're in this kind of era here where we we debate all the time: what do bowl games matter? And I, and I think we. We have a game here with with Ole Miss, the number eleven team in the country, and Penn State at number ten. That it, it means something to these two teams. It it, it 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 should anyway. I mean, Penn State's got this opportunity to become the first program to win all of the six New Year's six quote unquote games, which is the the rose, sugar, cotton, peach, yeah, and the orange. I'm missing one. Fiesta. So it, they'll, they'll have won all, and, and they'll have won most of them in the last five years. So it's a, to be fair about it, they, they'll have had they'll have had a pretty good run here if they can win the game. But I didn't realize this: Ole Miss could win eleven games for the first time ever in one hundred twenty some years. I mean, I, how do you look at this game? I, I look at this as kind of a game where, and I always go into these ball games thinking when I'm making my predictions, who does this matter most to? Uh, you can make a case that this matters a lot to both of these teams. And I'm not sure. I mean, you look at the Orange Bowl, everybody's opting out of the Orange Bowl. It's a it's a pout fest down there with Florida State. They they nobody <laughs> wants to play. But I, I think you look at this game and I think it means something to both of these teams. Yeah, I mean it's it's really tough to say who this means more to. I mean, you know, we talked about it a little bit a while ago about Penn State and Ole Miss both having, you know, I I think that they play sort of foils for each other in this sense. Uh, you know, with, with Penn State, the, the, the Peach Bowl to, to some is disappointing, but I, I really don't feel that way with, with, with the players. It doesn't feel like, you know, the, the program is seeing this as a, as a lost opportunity. Um, you know, I think they want to come in and, and show that, you know, they're, they're in the upper echelon of teams. And the only reason that, you know, they're not in the playoff is because of, Michigan and Ohio state, um, you know, so, so I think there's a lot to play for on that side. And I think the, the lack of opt-outs kind of shows that, um, you know, from a, from a team level and then also an individual level, clearly players believe that they can improve their draft stocks or whatever it may be um, through participating. And then obviously, like you said, on the Ole Miss side, I didn't actually know that stat that they've never reached 11 wins. It's mind boggling to yeah, me. It's, it's um, stunning. They had, they've had good with how historic a program it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would have never guessed, <laughs> but you know, I, it, it really is tough to say. I think that, that both teams have a lot to play for. They're both sort of the, the little brother of their conferences. And, you know, I, I, I don't feel the, 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 <laughs> the pout fest that, you know, some of the other new year six bowls seem to elicit. I, I think that this will be a competitive game, and I, I do think there's a lot to be gained for whoever wins, at least in morale. Perhaps not in public perception, who knows, you know, but but teams have no control over that. The only thing they can control is building that momentum, and I, I, I think that this is a legitimate opportunity, too. There's a lot of conversation about whether or not bowl games really do that anymore, 
I, I think that this 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 actually has a tangible impact, um, perhaps on the way that they approach the offseason for for both teams. Yeah, both coaches kind of talked about that. Part of the media thing here is you know with all these bowls is that the two head coaches have a joint press conference the morning before the game, and it's interesting. I mean, it is there's not going to be a, a better joint press conference between two coaches. Maybe maybe the Harbaugh Saban <laughs> thing is going to attract more weirdos than anything. But, but uh, yeah, James Franklin and, and Lane Kiffin are, are two guys where it is weird to see James kind of be the guy piggybacking on everything where he, he's usually the, he's usually the big personality in the room, no matter who's in the room, no matter, you know, what, the, what, what they're talking about. He, it's usually James. He is a big personality guy, but Lane Kiffin, you know, he, he's a straight shooter. He's going to tell you, what the issues are, what he believes about it. And it's a, you know, one thing I, I just learned this within the last hour, Ole Miss has 50 transfers on this team, <laughs> five, zero, 50, 50 transfers. And Kiffin this morning said something about, you know, we're really built on transfers, whether that's right or wrong. And it, it's funny to me because I, you, you look at Ole Miss as a the, going for this 11th win and I watched some Ole Miss video last night because I want to make an, an intelligent prediction on this game. <laughs> Obviously, I don't want to look like a fool when I when I when I publish a score in the paper that that's that's my name on it. But you know, I I went and watched them, and they have some they have some real players there. And you look at some of them; they, all the, they have really good receivers. I, they're they are guys who can get you beat deep. And they're they're both transfers. Those guys are transfers. Uh, you know, Judkins is a guy they brought in the running back, but Dart's a transfer. The quarterback Jackson Dart started obviously at, at USC. They have a lot of transfers along the offensive line. A lot of their defenses is, is transfers, and and that was a big topic of conversation this morning. And and that's why I think this is a big deal for these teams because if the transfer portal is going to be big, and you're going to want to avoid being the Michigan State where you have one year where you hit home runs out of the portal and then that becomes your philosophy and, and you never capture that magic again. You never find another Kenneth Walker that, that, that turns around your program. Then you, you have to give these transfers and there's a lot of good ones out there right now, a, a reason to want to come to your program. So I think, you know, look, I, I think it's going to be very nice for Penn state if they win and they could say first new year six, first team to win all the new year six, games and, and and all that but I, I think this game is is humongous for Ole Miss because their program is now one giant recruiting pitch with every game and 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 trying to get kids to believe in in, in what they're doing and I, I I just think Kiffin's a Kiffin's a real character and they, they have turned this this week kind of into a referendum on how the NCAA is doing things and how yeah Kiffin put it this way today it, it would be as if the NFL opened free agency right before the playoffs. And that's what the NCAA is yeah. doing. And, and and I think that's, that's a, I, I think he sees this in a different way than James does only because, and I'm not saying James de-emphasizes the game in any way. I think to, to James, it's, it's important to try to win 11 games two years in a row. It's important to, to be that team that, that wins all the New Year's six games. It's important to win every game. You know, forget about why or who or what. 
but for for Kiffin, I, I think he looks at this as as kind of a, a referendum on his his program and, and and the way the NCAA is is allowing things to be done now and the way they have to be done legally, where yeah, they go out and, and look bad on national television. It's, it's it's it could set them back a couple of years. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I, I I think that's a great word for this game, this referendum, because you know as you said, the, the roster construction with Ole Miss and, and, you know, as I said, the, the season long narrative that sort of followed Ole Miss, I, I think that there's, there's a similar situation on the, on the Penn state side, right? Uh, it's, it feels like a referendum on where they actually are in college football. I mean, we talked about, um, you know, we, we, we talked about the, the fact that, you know, where, where, how, how do we, how do we know how good Penn state is? Right. It, it, if two games matter every year, you know, you, you kind of don't, you, we know that they're worse than Michigan and Ohio state, or, or at least in a, a worse position than Michigan and Ohio state in their current form. But that doesn't really tell us where Penn state is writ large. Um, so I, I, I think that the, the referendum nature of this game is, is really fascinating to me. I, I don't know that, that every bowl game feels this way. I don't know that, that every new year's six bowl game feels this way. Um, you know, and and I, I said it earlier. I wonder if that's why the the buy-in for these games, or this game rather, has has been so strong. You know, you you said Lane Kiffin is a is a strong personality that that couldn't be more obvious. You know, you got to wonder what he's been pumping his players with to 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 energize them for this game. You you got to think they feel the the pressure of the moment, or or perhaps more positively, the opportunity of the moment. And we've seen year in year out that, you know, James is able to to do the same in a different manner. But so I, I, it's interesting, like you said, James is a is a is a personality in and of himself. But his style of personality is different from Lane, and I, I, I I'm very interested to see the style clash sort of on the field. Penn State has never shied away from transfers, but you know I, I still think that there's there's a deep wealth of homegrown talent within the program. So it'll be kind of interesting to see perhaps, you know, I, I don't want to get too hyperbolic with it, but you know, it's almost a referendum on homegrown development roster versus the, the transplant roster. And not that one game encapsulates what the right way to do it is, but you know, I, I think it's a, it's a beyond the, the big 10 sec clash and beyond the little, the clash of the little brothers. I think it's, it's fun to see a, uh, you know, homegrown versus, versus the, the transplants. Yeah. This is a, it's one of those things where it's interesting because everybody looks at it correctly, mind you, that these two teams are, are very similar. They, they both like to run the ball. They like to be balanced. Uh, they both lost the two biggest games on their schedule, uh, Georgia and Alabama with, with Ole Miss and, and, and Michigan and Ohio state, obviously with, with Penn state. And you look at their their offenses. the The quarterbacks are. I don't want to say that. I don't think they're similar players, but they're both very good players. Uh, the running backs are all very good in this game. This is going to be a. If you like running backs, this is your game. Defensively, Penn State's at, at a different level than than Ole Miss. Uh, receivers, Ole Miss at a different level than Penn State. So, I, I think there's similarities on paper, but really, as you're saying, it's it's two very different programs uh, when you look at how they're built. And, you know, I, I think one of the interesting stories this week to me is the opt-outs 
I remember when the, the game was announced in early December, I think it was on December 3rd, the matchup was announced and somebody asked Lane Kiffin about opt-outs and he said he didn't expect any. And there's only been one. It's the outside linebacker, edge rusher kind of guy, uh, Cedric Johnson, good player. He's their best linebacker. He's not playing in the game. And technically Penn State's got one as well with, with Chop Robinson opting out just about as early. But I think it's going to be very interesting for Penn State because you got a lot of these guys who made these announcements that they could have come back next year, uh, but they're going to they're going to play the Peach Bowl and and and, and you know, guys like Theo Johnson, uh, Adisa Isaac, uh, Olu Fashion, who was it, it made that kind of announcement where he's going to be with the team at the Peach Bowl, but but he's definitely declaring for the draft. So it, it, Kalen King is another one. Uh, how much are these guys going to play? I think the the that's the kind of behind the scenes talk down here this week is how much does Kalen King play? He's going to play how much? Is he going to be a big factor in the game? Is Theo Johnson going to play enough to be a big factor? Isaac, uh, a, a lot of guys like that. Because I, I think this one thing where James and Wayne Kiffin are on the same page with, at least from the press conference this morning, is that college football is a problem in this way. It's, it's a big problem because you have NIL, you have players demanding more, and, and certain occasions, demanding more money to play. You have people, you, know, you have kids who want money to play in this game now. And certainly, they're right. That, that's their, you know, if they want to ask for it, and, and it, that's legally what they can do. But it, it's, it's not great for the game. It's not a good look. And you do have situations here where James Franklin clearly says, we'll work with you. If, if, if you don't opt out and it seems to me in a way, and I, I want to ask James this, I didn't think this morning was the right setting for this. I think this is probably an off season question. <laughs> is it more important to not opt? Is it more important to him for players to not opt out and then not play? Is the opt out of the game a real problem for, for coaches these days? I, I think it is. I, I, yeah, you could tell, and 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 I and I'm going to use the example here. Johnny Dixon's not going to play in this game, and we've known pretty much all week Johnny Dixon's not playing in the game. Nobody's seen Johnny; he's not been at practice, so he's clearly focused on the NFL. But nobody at Penn State made this announcement. Johnny didn't make the announcement. Uh, James was asked this morning; he was clearly aggravated that he had to answer for Johnny Dixon not being there, but. Clearly, I, I think they'd rather have Johnny Dixon on the sideline and not have to answer that question, even if they're not going to play him. I, I, I think that the the word opt out or the words, I guess, opt out are, are, are a real problem for coaches. And, and look, you look at Florida State and you see what, what's happened there. I think they've lost seven or eight guys to opt outs, including the backup quarterback. They're, they're going into the portal or they're going to the, the game clearly means nothing to them. And, and I think that's where it comes down for coaches right now with these bowl games is they're just trying to make these games look like they're important because they're important to the coaches and they're important to the programs and they're important to the cities and they're important to the bowls. So in the, in the sponsors and, and a lot of people count on something like the peach bowl, which raises millions for charity. So it, it, it is a, it's a very difficult position to be in now the way that college football is where players could demand more and in some cases probably should demand more, but it it becomes tough on actually playing a meaningful game because like, it's hard to make a prediction on this game because I don't know how much Olu is going to play. Now, if Olu is going to play the whole game, changes everything. 
we had Fiesta Bowl a couple of years ago. Remember Saquon was coming out. He was going to play in the game. I had the over-under on eight touches for Saquon. And he had 20 or something, something crazy like that. It's been tough for kids to opt out and make it look okay since. Because if Saquon's going to play, why can't you? Yeah, and, and I, I think that the, you know, it, it's, it's probably happened before and I just haven't, you know, really uh, considered it very strongly. But, you know, I, I do think there is a, a difference in opting out of the whole experience. And then let's, let's assume Olu doesn't play. Um, you know, I, for, I, I can't, I cannot believe that, that, that it's even uh, in this day and age, that it's even a question that he might be playing in this game. Um, I, I was frankly surprised that he even came back this year with, in, in, in this landscape, you know, with how much money that he's poised to make and, how long of a career he could have. But so, so let's just say he doesn't play in this peach bowl. You know, the fact that he's there, you know, I, I think offers a lot of things for, for James and the teammates and the program and, and everything like that. And, and, you know, also an experience for Olu to be around the team one last time. I mean, you know, if, if we're having this conversation, wondering if Olu is going to play, you know, for a fact, Lane Kiffin's having this discussion. You, you have to game plan differently when Olu's in at left tackle. And so even if he doesn't touch the field, they're spending time, you know, game planning for, for the possibility, the prospect that, that Olu is there and who knows how much and how, 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 you know, how much that actually changes what they do. But, you know, James doesn't like to give out information and this allows him to play this close to the chest. You know, Olu's here. You figure out what that means. Uh, it also allows, you know, Olu is obviously a very intelligent player. You know, if he's on the sideline, he's able to weigh in. You know, it, certainly not going to override any any coaching or anything like that. But, you know, there, there's something different about having a, a highly accomplished peer get in your ear, I think. I mean, you, you see it in, in the NFL all the time. You see it with quarterbacks at pretty much every level. Um, just the collaboration allows for, for that sort of thing. And then also... You know, I, I do think there's, you know, it's, it's a, it's almost a cliche at this point in college football. Um, and so I, I cringe at the idea of me using it, but, you know, I, I do think there's something to be said about the culture of, of having guys come for the experience, even, even if it's not to play. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying one way or another, whether Olu's going to play, because at this point I have no idea, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I do think there's something to be said about He's a, he's a team leader and he's going to be there. Uh, I, I don't know in what capacity, but at the same time, I, just, just the presence, I think is a, it's a difference maker. Um, you know, do I, do I think if, if he sits out, are they going to win the game? Cause Olu was standing on the sideline. You know, I, I won't go that far, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think that little things can, can create habits for, for a program. I, I think, you know, little details like the opposing team doesn't know who's on your starting offensive line, which is a key detail. You know, that that sort of ambiguity helps you in a, in a, in a tangible sense. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I can imagine why James is uh, aggravated at having to answer the Johnny Dixon question. I'm a little bit surprised that Dixon didn't put out a statement or anything like that, you know, sort of acknowledging that he's uh, opted out of the Peach Bowl. I, I, I don't know. It's it's I, I, I've been surprised i'll say 
at, at the amount of people who are traveling to this game just just because of and maybe I shouldn't be because Penn State has sort of had that that a reputation for a long time but you know that there's a lot of players that in other programs would not be coming to this game yes and look I and this is a theory and it's untested and in some ways I guess we're never going to get the, the the numbers to back this up so I'm just it's it's just my thought there what what's the difference between Chop Robinson, Johnny Dixon, and the guys who who are coming for the experience: Isaac, Caden Wallace, Olu, Theo Johnson, Kalen King. The two guys who transferred in are the two guys who aren't playing. And look at Ole Miss. Ole Miss has all transfers. It's an entire team of transfers, and they've had one opt out. But it's it, they're they're also not NFL guys. So I, I think it's a it's a loyalty thing. And, and and I think the one thing the players surprise me with, and they're probably upset about it behind closed doors. I, I would be. And, and it's it, it's it's difficult when you when you've yeah, I, I grew up playing team sports in a very different era. And you are part of the team. You are expected to finish what you started. And, and when we did hear a lot of that with with the captains, especially finishing what you started. Curtis Jacobs is another one who mentioned it the other day. Uh He's a guy who's declaring for the draft but wants to play in the game. I, I, I do think players publicly handle this as an individual thing for everybody and that their their role is to understand. But I I do wonder if does that continue? Is it is it a is it one of those things where you don't see four year start, you know, four year players at Penn State get their degree and then not play in this game? It just doesn't happen ever. And I, I wonder if that changes of the view of the transfer portal a little bit for for a guy like Franklin down the road. I I, I don't know because I, I just think that's kind of where I and, and I go back to the Outback Bowl a couple of years ago where we had opt-outs or you know you know brisker not playing kind of a transfer. You know, he comes in from from Lackawanna and he's not a four-year Penn State. Not that he doesn't love Penn State. Not yeah you know, obviously he's a you know that that's a that's a that's a great relationship with those two, but you know you look at Dixon and and you look at at Chop Robinson, and they did what was right for themselves. And I don't blame them. I, on paper, I think it's a tough decision to make. And I and I think that I think whatever James's policy is or however he talks these guys into playing is great until you get that guy in the limited snaps who gets injured. And, and until that happened, then I, I, I think it's it's going to be a, a different different story for him. But right now, I, I I I think I kind of am interested to see if this affects long term what what James looked at out of the portal. Do you bring a star player in out of the portal and then run into this situation where they don't feel that 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 the that they have to do the the, the bowl game? I, and and look, Kiffin brought this up today. And I thought this was ultra, ultra interesting. Next year, you got a chance to be in the in the playoff. What's really the difference between playing in the playoff and playing in the Peach Bowl? You got a chance to win a national championship, I, I guess, but there's no monetary value in that either. So what, what Lane Kiffin says is you might have kids who say, I'm not going to play in the bowl game. I'm not going to play in the playoff unless you pay me more. Kids have all the leverage here. The kids, the agents, the parents, whatever. They have all the leverage. So is this next year? 
you put your team basically in the hands of a star player out of the portal who may or may not play the bowl game with without some extra incentive. I, it, you know, and, and these are extreme kind of things to talk about and, 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 and they have really nothing to do with, with the peach bowl. But, but I, I think these are interesting things that, that the head coaches of this game brought up. And it is fair to mention here that these are two head coaches who've, who, who want to make the playoff, who probably are in pos- great position to be the next tier coach at next tier program that makes the playoffs. And if that system was in place this year, they'd be in the playoff. So I, I think, I think it's worth talking about some of this stuff. And, and it, as, as we really head into a, a, a peach bowl, that is in my opinion, the last bowl game as we know bowl games, it really is for Penn state. I mean, next year, look, you got the, you got the playoff. So Penn state's in the playoff. It's not going to, let's say they're in, it's not going to be like this. It's not going to be, there's a chance they won't play after December 20th or 21st or what the, whatever the dates are for the, for the first round games. Maybe they don't make it past that first round game, but it's, it's not going to be this kind of a bowl game. It's not going to be the same kind of experience where you're going to a, a, a big city and touring it, you know, playing where you don't normally play against, you know, a, a team that, or you're worrying about opt-outs or anything like that. I I, I guess, but but it, it, this is, you know, when you know we grew up, nobody knows a a, a world with a 12-team playoff. It's it the bowl structure is done after this, as we know it. And if Penn State doesn't make the tournament next year, who cares? You know, you, I, you you're going to have tens of thousands of fans traveling to a, a city to watch them play in a. I, whatever kind of bowl game or whatever it's going to look like if you don't make that tournament. I, I think the interest level just goes right down the crapper. I, I really do. I, I think that this is it's the last kind of a old time bowl experience Penn State fans, Penn State, Ole Miss, anybody is ever going to have. Well, and also the idea that there's there's something to play for in this bowl game. I mean, if a team misses the playoff next season, you know, it, it, it's already a, a disappointment for teams, you know, in that second tier to miss out on the 14 playoff. I mean, you saw it with Penn State. Um, if Penn State misses a 12 team playoff, I can't imagine the the uh, the public buy in to the bowl game. You know, I, th- there is no coming back that offseason for for a bowl. And I, I think that's the biggest change is, um, you know, with only four teams making the playoff. There's still, there are still many competent programs out there who are going to play in, you know, less than marquee bowl games with 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 the current structure. You know, the the Peach Bowl being one of them with with the current incentive structure. But just because the Peach Bowl is outside of that, you know, that that elite group doesn't mean there's not buy-in because, you know, there there's still teams to play against. There's still something to be gained. It, it brings me no pleasure to say this, but I I, I don't know what the what the excitement would would be for for a bowl game outside of the top twelve, unless you were a a budding program, you know, one one of these smaller, you know, if Manny Diaz wins a bowl game next year with Duke, you know, I, I can see how that would be exciting. But again, Duke and Penn State are in massively different places. Yeah, yeah I, no I don't think anybody Penn would. State. No upshot right, at all for right. Penn State to go back to the Outback Bowl or whatever they're calling it now. Or exactly the, the Pop Tarts Bowl. I, I, it, it, why? What, what's the point? <laughs> why would you play? And you'll see it from the players too. Yeah. I mean, I I'm still a little bit surprised that um, that we didn't see more 
opt-outs. But again, it's it's just I, I think it's a, a perfect mixture of of like you said, the culture, the 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 loyalty buy-in uh situation, and then the 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 remaining prestige of a, a New Year's six bowl. That that doesn't exist next year, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no such thing, I I, I don't think, as a New Year's six bowl that yeah you know, they're all going to be important at, at, at that point i mean new year's six bowl is just a playoff game now and and you're gonna i, I yeah i don't see i don't see but you know, going to the gulf coast on january 1st to to play in orlando or play in tampa or, or whatever I, I i don't i don't know why you would do it it seems almost more hassle than it's than it than it's worth for your program i yeah and i hate to say it because Boy, I, I love New Year's Day. I, I as a kid, that's why I got into college football. You wake up on New Year's Day, you watch the you watch the the Rose Bowl, you watch the you know you, you watch the Outback Bowl. I the, all those games were bigger back then because it, even and there was nothing on the line other than hey, you get you get a chance to win the Rose Bowl. And and and, and look, I think Penn State's sort of been lucky the last couple of years with the with the New Year's Six because I don't remember a game that didn't mean anything. You know the Fiesta Bowl meant something. I, I think that was big for the program. Maybe not the Cotton Bowl with Memphis, but that's a a fun game. But I don't know what that really meant. But I, I think the Rose Bowl last. It always means something to be in the Rose Bowl. Always to Penn State, and I, I think that was a big momentum builder. And I think this could be a big momentum builder. I think there's a lot on the. This is the most on the line in a bowl game for them, certainly uh, that that they've they've played since winning the Big Ten championship in, in 2016. But yeah, I, I I don't know what. Let's say they finish fifteenth in the country next year, which is not out of the question. Why would that be out of the question? Let's say they finish fifteenth. What do you want to go play Arkansas? I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see where it goes from here. But I, I think that's one of the things with this game. You, you you have a chance to enjoy one last ride in a in a New Year's Six type of setting, a New Year's Bowl, and. You know, then you could really kiss it goodbye because everything next year is going to be about can they make the playoff? Can they make the playoff? Is the, and it, and it almost feels like you have to do it uh, just to just kind of keep the fans motivated. I, I think I think Penn State a lot of pressure on Penn State next year, uh, and it's it's going to be tough to repeat what they did this year, especially on defense. Offensively, they should be better, but defensively, it's it's going to be tough to be as good as they they are this year. That, that that's that's for sure. Uh, any predictions for the game, Sam? Uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep it a, a abbreviated podcast this week because there's a lot going on here down in Atlanta. The bowl experience has been been busy this year. Got to the Hall of Fame last night. It's right down the road. Centennial Olympic Park. Got to see the the site. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it it's it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's it's Atlanta. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the College Football Hall of Fame was neat. We got to do a little bit of a. NIL presentation last night with uh LeVar Arrington was there talked to LeVar for a, a long time about NIL he you know the OJ McDuffie there uh alumni association was touring so it, it was it was neat to to see the college football hall of fame and there's, there's just something seems like there's going on every day with the bowl here but so that yeah that's why we're trying to keep it a little little tight on the podcast this week but do you have a prediction for the for the game have you have you seen enough of Ole Miss to to kind of have a, a view on, on on the threats they they pose. I, I watched the Georgia game for a half, and that was a blowout Georgia win. And I watched the LSU game where where they played great on offense. And I, I'm just I'm ultra impressed with Quinchon Judkins, the 
the the running back. Jackson Dart's a really tough kid. He's a, he reminds me of McSorley a little bit the way he plays. But those receivers, I I think they're a little better than than people think. I I I, I I'll, I'll defer to you. What 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 do you, what do you have that what 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 are you looking at from from this game? I, I have I have my prediction, but uh, you know, let me let me know what you think. I think the key to this game is really going to be how does Penn State's defense weather the loss of Chop, uh, Johnny Dixon, um, and then potentially Kalen King. I mean, I think Kalen King probably has something to gain by playing in this game. Uh, I guess that'll be up to him. Um, but, you know, those two or three absences, I think, are going to be the storyline. Uh, you know, we, we've seen Penn State's offense is a year away from from perhaps being – uh, what they want it to be. There, there are interim offensive coordinators in there right now. So, you know, Kotelnicki is not getting his hands on on the scheme or anything like that. I, you know, I, I think it's really going to come down to that because I, I, I think Ole Miss's offense is is stronger than Penn State's offense, or at least that's that's where I'm, that's how I'm feeling right now. Is, um, you know, ask me again tomorrow and I might have a different answer. I, I think Ole Miss's offense uh, strikes more confidence right now, um, just historically, uh, this season. And then, you know, it's really going to come down to if, if Penn State's defense defense can't handle the the Ole Miss offense, then I think Ole Miss has the the upper hand. Uh, I'm going to take Ole Miss close, but again, who knows? Maybe Olu plays the whole game and uh, <laughs> Drew Aller doesn't get touched. Maybe Kalen King plays the whole game and Ole Miss can't throw to their number one receiver. Who knows? Where I'm at right now is I think Ole Miss by a field goal or so. Yeah, I, I think Penn State's going to win this game on offense. I, I I have this strange feeling that that Sider and Ty Howell uh, ha- have the kind of mentality in the game plan that will work against what Ole Miss does. O- Ole Miss is not great up front on defense. They're big, but they're not dominant. They're not they're not physically going to overpower Penn State. I I, I think Penn State's offensive line, even if Drew Shelton is playing as, as a pretty good chance to uh to control the, the game. I I think they'll be able to run the ball between the tackles. I'm I'm going to take Penn State to win. I, I think I had him winning by 10 in, in in the paper, whenever that's I think it's gonna, gonna come up on Saturday. I had, I had something like 34, 23. I I I just I, I think Drew will play well, he'll protect the ball, but just be aware, Ole Miss takes the ball away. Those that defensive backfield has eleven interceptions this year, and most of them come from the safeties. Cornerbacks haven't been great this year. I I, I think Penn State wins, but they need Kalen King to play. <laughs> they, they they can't get in a shootout and 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 win. And, and they have to be able to get to the passer. I, I think that's what I think Penn State will be able to. will still have enough to do the things they do well, but I don't I don't think they're gonna. I think this is going to be a, a, a really tough back and forth game. This might be the best bowl game outside of the the playoff uh that that we're gonna see sam thanks so much for for hopping on this week everybody enjoy the, the peach bowl on saturday we'll, we'll get back to you next week with some some post-mortem on whatever happens and whoever plays we'll, we'll, we'll break it all down then thanks so much happy new year to all of you and and, and we'll see you soon <laughs>